Welcome back to the Fangirl Forum. I'm your host, Meredith Loftus, AKA your friendly neighborhood fangirl. 2020 will be remembered for many things, a pandemic, a presidential election, and a drought of comic book movies, particularly in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. 2020 was the first year since 2008 that we haven't had a single new MCU movie. And thankfully that drought is about to come to an end, not just with one, but three Disney Plus uh, MCU series, actually four, cancel that, we're getting four, it's the gift that keeps on giving, right on the horizon. So 2021 is set to be a massive year for the superhero genre and phase four of uh, the MCU. And there's a lot to cover. So I called in a very special guest to preview what's to come. Joining the Fangirl Forum today, first time guest, comicbook.com uh, producer, host of the upcoming Phase Zero podcast. And he's on a quest to become Marvel's Nova. Give it up for Brandon Davis. <laughs> oh, the quest to become Marvel's Nova, that just got me. One day, Kevin Feige will call and then he'll realize he dialed the wrong number. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <What an intro. laughs> Thank you for having me. No. Well, okay. There's fan art for it. The fans on Twitter have totally rallied behind you. I mean, I think it's just a matter of time, you know? <laughs> I would love to believe that. I think all 17 people who signed the petition have really, <laughs> uh, have really proved that it's, it's Disney's loss at this point. But uh, no, actually, I got to say that fan art, I, I, pre I had it printed 8 by 10 at Walgreens. No I, way. It I thought it was so cool. Yeah, no, that's fun, though. I, but I've, I don't think I've ever seen a fan casting uh, of like an actual celebrity work. So I highly doubt it's going to work for me. <laughs> hey, if they can bring in some unknown talent into the MCU, like what a perfect way to like kick that off, you know? <laughs> Listen, if they want me to be their Richard Ryder, I will I will play a tree in the MCU. I don't <laughs> care. Like so I think we all would settle for playing a tree, you know? Like the MCU is so big. We all want to be a part of it in some way. So and I mean, as I mentioned earlier, we're about to officially enter phase four finally on January 15th with WandaVision. It feels like it's been too long. Like I genuinely miss the MCU and I'm so geeked for this series. How are you feeling about it? I, I, I like it just, it's just so nice to get new content. It's been so long. It's been over a year and a half now, just about a year and a half because Spider-Man Far From Home was the last thing that came out in July. Mm -hmm. And then we thought, we thought that Black Widow was like, what, 10 months after that. And Black Widow is, I mean, two years after that. And it's just like, and I think it really, like, what really killed it was, like, the uncertainty of it all. Like, thinking, okay, we might get something, like, two months from now. Throughout all of last year, it was always like, it might be two months away. And then all of a sudden, it was just like, no. And nothing this year. We don't know when. And finally, they confirmed that WandaVision is on January 15th. And it just felt like a relief. Like, both as a fan, but also, at, like, for work. Like, that's a huge part of my job. We rely on these movies and shows, Marvel, DC, Star Wars, all these things to pay the bills we gotta you know so it's uh, on, on, on pretty much every front of my life this is a good thing that, to have WandaVision coming out <laughs> totally I mean it yeah 
last year was such a year of uncertainty of like changing release dates. It was always like a defeat every time there'd be a new press release of, and this has been pushed back. This is pushed next year and there's nothing coming out. So to finally have, okay, here are some series that are coming out and they have release dates. It's just like, okay, it's happening. Let's do this. Please don't change it again. Yeah, no, I, every time something got delayed, it made me just want to go outside and like find the anti-maskers and just be like, you son of a- <laughs> this is on you. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah, oh my God. As if these are the, these are far from the most important thing that was affected by this, but they're taking more from me and it doesn't have to be taken. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like it's been proven with like the Mandalorian this past year for season two that like, we will all rally behind like something coming out. And if it's done well, we're going to receive it as a community and it brings us together. It's like one of the nicer days on the internet when we all agree like, oh my gosh, that Boba Fett reveal was incredible or Ahsoka Tana is finally here, you know, and we got Baby Yoda's name. The bar has been set so high by the Mandalorian that if we're going to get anything mcu it's going to be like that level and then some you I know totally agree. like i look at what the, what the mandalorian has done for star wars and like i'm not a fan of the sequel trilogy i know star wars fans are going to come at me whatever i'm not a fan of the sequel trilogy i get out of here man i'm, I'm telling but like <laughs> I, I like i i love the force awakens i'm in the camp of like i didn't really like the last Jedi. i didn't hate the last jedi but i didn't really like it and mm-hmm. i really didn't like the rise of skywalker mm-hmm. so then the Mandalorian came along and it was like, I was excited about Star Wars again the way I was before The Force Awakens came out. Mm-hmm. Like every week, it was exciting to get an episode. And then what you look at, not only what it did for, to reinvigorate fandom, but to kind of expand the franchise with these little surprises that were actually kept as surprises. Mm-hmm. And like like Ahsoka's involvement, which we expected, but we didn't know it was going to be so awesome or set up a spinoff or like Luke showing up or Boba Fett really becoming such a factor the way he did. I just think about what they can do on the Marvel front. Mm-hmm. Look at what they did with Mandalorian. There's nine episodes of WandaVision coming. There's a plethora of MCU heroes that can show up. Some of them are going to. And what about the ones we haven't even met yet? You know? Yeah. Oh, it's gonna, I, I, I get so excited when I think about it that way. I get chills just thinking about that. Like the way that they are going to in- reinvigorate like the fandom plus with the surprises that we don't even know what's going on honestly we don't know a lot about what's going to happen in WandaVision and that's actually kind of exciting because you know with previous MCU movies it's like okay Avengers Thanos is finally coming or we have a sense of Spider-Man's going to be about or like Spider-Man Far From Home was you know Peter Parker dealing with the aftermath of Tony's death and what does that mean for him as a hero but he's also a teenager and this is the first one that I feel like well that and Eternals on that front I just have no idea what's going to come and it's Eternals really is gonna exciting be Eternals is a big movie but yeah WandaVision is uh I, there's like stuff like like because the MCU is so connected now I and I know this would be so expensive from a production standpoint but I just like I just read Tom King's Division from a few mm-hmm. years ago and like there's sequences in that where like vision has to go to work as an avenger right so he just leaves the house for the day goes and thwarts a super villain with his avengers pals and just comes home 
Like, if they put stuff like that in this show, do you know how satisfying it would be to see, like, Vision or Wanda, whichever one of them is actually real, just leave the house, go join, like, whichever Avengers are left. I, I don't even know who, who was available at this point. Uh, mm -hmm. And then just go kill a villain real quick or stop a villain real quick and just come back. Like, just a quick action sequence with a bunch of other heroes. We would lose our minds just to see them as a part of this show. So, oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that would be really cool. <laughs> I don't think that will happen, but. Especially in like sitcom format, like they go away for like work and then come back for dinner and they're like, oh, honey, how was your day? And recount whatever happened or like, you know, business as usual. What's for dinner? Ugh, I mean, all of that kind of fits what they're doing. And I, 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 it's so hard to imagine that like you could get Brie Larson or like who, uh, Jeremy Renner, whatever Avengers heroes that their character is still alive post end and available post end game, mm -hmm. like that you could because not even there's not even that many of them on Earth anymore. Yeah, but a lot of them have gone cosmic at this point. But yeah. we just don't know what to expect. And with WandaVision or like with Wanda's powers, and of course, Multiverse of Madness is on the horizon. There is room for people to pop in and out or like what's real what isn't real and well, i fully believe strange is going to be there at some point mm -hmm. i'm very confident strange is going to be there uh, my question is like they said this leads straight into spider-man as well can they use spider-man can't like because technically i will take all the tom holland i can get so <laughs> tom holland stands in. that's a bazillion new disney plus subscribers if you show tom holland's face on there oh yeah <laughs> Take my money, Disney. It's yours. I mean, they already have my Tom. paycheck. I'm a huge fan of Tom as a person, mm -hmm. as an actor, as Spider-Man. So I'm all for that. But it's good. Like they said, this is leading straight to Spider-Man 3 and Doctor Strange. So it's like, well, could Tom bring Peter to WandaVision? I mean, like, can, is that legal? I don't know. But I don't care. Just make it happen. It's like the wild, wild west. And actually, okay, here's something that I've been thinking about. This is Scarlet Witch's story with Vision. She has gone through a lot of trauma. Mm. Which Quicksilver do we see? Not Aaron Taylor Johnson, I don't think. I think I think Evan Peters will be Quicksilver in this. Like that I makes me so excited, but like there is a chance like you could maybe have a scene of just both of them there. And I would I still lose my mind over that. <sighs> I think Ultron has to be in this. Oh yeah, totally. Like I think Ultron has to show up and I just, I don't, like, I, I would love to see Aaron Taylor Johnson in it. And I used to think, well, he said very vocally that he's not involved in this. But Sasha Banks said she was done with Mandalorian after that one episode. So I think. Yeah, the, liar. Yeah. The new thing is just lie. Like, just Kit Harrington it and lie. Because somehow Disney finds a way to actually keep these things a secret. Like, mm -hmm. we, there aren't set photos. Well, these are all filmed on a studio lot. So there are no set photos. But then, like, nobody leaks anything. Like, some, like if Disney was making Spider-Man 3, there would be no rumors of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Mm -hmm. But Sony's making it, so those start to slip out. It's just, like, they have, like their ships don't have any holes. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. There's no leaks. I don't remember where I was even going with that. Uh, but, oh, I, I think that if Evan Peters shows up as Quicksilver, I think that it might, I don't think he's going to be brought into the MCU full-time. Maybe he will. I think what this show is going to do is confirm and like introduce to the mainstream audience that doesn't know it like you and I do how a multiverse works it can if it just shows so much as Evan Peters from a different universe as Quicksilver while going through like a memory lane tour of 
Wanda's brother and showing she has like a different brother in a different universe. I think that is a great way to like introduce the idea of like a parallel universe, which is just a different cinematic franchise. Because then when Tobey Maguire comes back or if they want to do Secret Wars and like bring Mm -hmm. back Hugh Jackman or Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool, the mainstream audience is going to watch this and finally understand, oh, like everybody will get it because Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse, I think, did a tremendous job of introducing the multiverse concept to a huge audience that might not have known about it. And people loved that movie because it was so good. So it, it proved that a big idea like that can work. So I think you just need to ease people into it who aren't familiar with these stories because I think a huge portion of the audience doesn't read the, these comics. They don't read everything me, you and I talk about on Twitter all the time and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I think baby steps are the way to do it, like you said, because I took my dad to go see Into the Spider-Verse and he like had to whisper to me, I'm like, and say like, okay, is that also Peter Parker? I'm like, yes. And then here's Penny Parker. And he's like, okay, okay. And then it was so enjoyable. Like by the end of it, he wasn't asking me questions, you know? So I agree. I think that's the way to do it in order to gauge people's expectations. Though I wouldn't be mad if Deadpool just like walked in and just ruined everything. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, not yet guys, not yet. And then just like walks out. I'd be like, okay. Oh, you don't need me? Okay, I'll just get back behind the camera. Let me know when you're ready. People want my third movie. <laughs> yeah, and him like eating a chimichanga or something. Like, I don't know. That yeah. would be incredible. Funny. But something that's really exciting about WandaVision that when they talked about it initially that has me really excited is they're going through the different eras of television. And so I'm super excited about Are we going to see era-specific tropes? Are they going to change the type of humor with each decade that they show? Because we're going to get 2000s mockumentary style. We're going to get 50s and 60s, like slapstick comedy. How is that going to intermingle? Because like as a fan of TV, that's very exciting to me. And I just rewatched a documentary series about the different decades and one of them being about like TV. And so... I'm like really excited now of how they're going to like infuse that into this big mystery of a show because there's a lot going on at once and I'm excited how they're going to juggle all of that together. It's just, it's so fascinating to me. I read, I think it was Feige said that they're doing like an episode in the vein of The Office. Mm -hmm. I just can't wait to see like Wanda in a Pam Beasley face just looking straight into the camera and complaining or like vision just looking into the camera like sitting by a window and just being like wanda won't make dinner tonight or something like or just something so stupid that would be so weird to hear these characters say no i need him to do like testimonials like you know saying like you know every time you say wanda saying like yeah every time vision says that it annoys me and then cuts to her saying like i think that's great honey Ah, like that is the type of stuff I'm excited about. And honestly, I don't know about you, but for me, Wanda is not one of my favorite Avengers. She's the one I know the least about. She's the most powerful Avenger, but I don't care for her the same way that I care about other characters. So I'm really excited to like get to know her, get to know her psyche, like what's going on with her and make me really care for her. Cause like I cared for her in Infinity War and Endgame and like her and Vision's relationship mattered to me, but I want to like get into the weeds with them, you know, like I want a good like character study too. So like I have a lot of expectations for this show. Maybe it's unrealistic, but I feel like with them, because it's their show, 
I want to walk away from WandaVision being like, Wanda is not my new favorite Avenger, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's going to be the beauty of these Disney Plus shows is that we're going to get to spend time with these characters that we didn't get to spend time with them in the movies because they were a part of Captain America's movie or they were part of an Avengers movie. Exactly. We get to see them eat, sleep, and breathe without, you know, fighting for screen time. Mm-hmm. Totally. Also, okay, can we just talk about the fact that we're getting Darcy and Jamie Wu in WandaVision? Yeah. I was so excited for them to bring their, like, comedic chops. Also, they've been a part of successful sitcoms to come in. I don't think they're going to have that same kind of humor, but the fact that they're there just makes me love it even more, you know? I mean, Darcy's humor in the first two Thor movies is pretty much in line with Two Broke Girls. So I'm interested to see how they do that because I think that kind of like easy humor for the MCU has just become almost a stereotype of the MCU where Mm -hmm. they're going to have to evolve a bit. So I hope that this show does get a little bit darker. Like if you read that Tom King vision book, there's a scene where like a 15 year old kid gets shot in the head and like, Mm. it's like a real serious moment, but it's like a huge plot driver. There's not a chance they do that on Disney plus. Like I, I would just be shocked if they kill a teenager on Disney plus, but like those heavy moments, you know, you can offset them with some comedy, but uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, But having these characters come in this whole next phase of the MC, like everybody's coming from everywhere. It's all like so interconnected, which Mm -hmm. I love. I eat that up. Like, I think that's great. That's what makes it so much more of the unexpectedness of phase four. Like we have kind of ideas of what's going to happen, but we really don't right now. Like what the landscape is really going to be on the other side of this. Like we hope that the X-Men and Fantastic Four are waiting for us in phase five, which they probably are. The way we get there and with the characters that we have on the table right now, it's very exciting. And speaking of which, Monica Rambo, her involvement in the show, like the last time I saw her, she was like a kid in the 90s. So yay big. I'm just really interested how she gets involved in all of it. Is there anything like comic book based for her to be involved with like sword or anything like that? I think she's like, it just seems like really exciting, but off the wall too, of like, wait, what? Yeah, I think she's going to be like a sword agent, but I think it's going to be a very, I'm just going to keep going back to this Tom King book because there's a, there's a thread in that book where there's a kid named Victor Mancha, who is a creation of Ultron, I'm pretty sure. And he's basically, he, he ends up like using vibranium to kind of, he's a robot, but he's very human-like and he uses vibranium to like stop his robotic body parts from hurting all the time. He was programmed to infiltrate the Avengers and betray them after he gains their trust to end the Avengers essentially. So I think we'll see, and he ends up being sent by the Avengers to watch the Vision family and spy on the Vision family and get answers to what they're doing. So I, and that ultimately has to come clean and ends up helping the Vision and finding out what's really going on and everything. So I think Monica is going to be sent in to watch Scarlet Witch because somebody's going to realize she's too powerful and they need answers. They need to know what's going on. And I think she's going to get caught the same way Victor got caught. And that's why we see her getting basically yeeted out of the, Mm -hmm. whatever this little construct is that Wanda's existing in. And I think that she's going to be a key in getting kind of information from this world where Wanda is to the people like Jimmy Woo and Darcy and Sword that are monitoring this situation, like the true, like Truman showing it. Do you think that is also something that like Catherine Hahn could be doing too in this as like 
the nosy neighbor or do we think her side is a bit more like villainous than that i think she is a, a villainous coach for scarlet witch kind of agatha is like very gray area but mostly villain i would say but uh i don't think she has really good intentions in there if we're watching them I, but i don't think she's working for sword got it before we like put a close on wandavision spitball surprise cameos who do we think is going to show up besides dr strange oh man because i agree with that i think dr strange will totally show up yeah i definitely think dr strange is there I, I mean, it would make sense, right, for Captain Marvel to be there, since Monica's there, even just for a moment. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Woo is there, so it would kind of make sense for Scott Lang to show up, maybe. If Paul Rudd shows up, I'm done. Give me Ant-Man, Paul Rudd showing up. That would be incredible. Nick Fury would make sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, Wicked and Speed, I think, will be in there, her kids. Mm -hmm. uh, do you think we'll see a grown-up version of them, or will we just see them more as, like, kid range? No, I've been trying to figure that out, because nobody just wants to see baby Wicked and Speed. Like, mm -hmm. we don't want to see them as, as little children, unless they somehow are as cute as Baby Yoda. It's just like, they're, like, I want to see them realized. So, I don't know. I don't know how they would time jump it to have them as, like, teenagers, but they're totally forming the Young Avengers in this universe, so. Totally it would make sense for them to be teenagers in this. Well, I will say, I don't know, what about you? Who do you think we might see? I mean, I think we will see like a teenage Wicked and Speed at some point, just with their like manipulation of time and them jumping through eras. I totally think we will see them at some point. I also said off the wall, I'd love for Scott Lang to show up because why not? I think we'll actually see Talos because the fact that he was at the end, or it was revealed that he was the one being Nick Fury in Far From Home, I think he's still around, you know, on Earth, kind of like tying up loose ends. So if we don't see Samuel L. Jackson, I have a bet we'll probably see Talos. So, yeah. and plus, like, he's part of that Captain Marvel universe, you know, and that would be like a fun tie-in with Monica Rambeau. I would love that. And we also just don't know at this point who is a scroll and who isn't exactly yeah. once they open the door to that it makes the mcu i think even more exciting with more opportunity for and a twist they were a scroll the whole time how great is that or at least to me i think it's wonderful <laughs> yeah the secret invasion story i feel like could be the first big event title on disney plus so i feel like they're going to start planting those seeds just along the way oh totally all right, WandaVision's coming out January 15th, but we're also getting, finally, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, and as of now, Miss Marvel is on the calendar late 2021, so probably like fall, winter era, if it doesn't get pushed back. That's insane. We just went from having no MCU to at least for just shows, like we potentially have five series crazy it's a lot it's a lot of fridays with marvel content <laughs> i'm not mad about it i'm not mad about it either what makes you excited about these series which ones as of because we've known about these titles for a while 
which ones excite you based on like what we saw at like the investor meeting, uh, broad prediction, like what are you, what are you expecting out of these series? I, I love how different they all look and sound. Falcon and Winter Soldier looks like a movie. Like it does not look like a TV show. It looks like a movie. And it's going to be a grounded kind of earth-based ex- extension to the Captain America type of stories, which is awesome. But then you have Loki and it's like this cosmic time traveling, multiverse traveling, blow it all wide open. Like I think Kang the Conqueror could show up there in one of his forms. And that just kind of seems to set the stage for the bigger picture. And it seems like there's like three big pictures. Like you have WandaVision setting up a multiverse big picture. You have Loki starting the time travel big picture. And you have Falcon and Winter Soldier starting like the Earth-based story. And it's just, I, I think that that's really cool to see how those three things kind of all branch out of each other and then end up connecting again. Like we're, we're going to finally get the picture of the launch of those with these shows. And the Miss Marvel looks like coming of age story about somebody like if we became a superhero like because she is a fan just like us that's the same best part about Kamala if you don't love Kamala Khan I don't you like you need to like ask yourself some questions here because I don't I don't know what's wrong but I think Loki personally if I could watch one right now it would be Loki I think Hawkeye's going to set up that pat that torch pass to to another young Avenger with Kate Bishop and like they're all just so drastically different like I, I think Hawkeye sounds like a daredevil but for Disney Plus kind of thing. Yeah, but I just want Daredevil at that point. You know what I mean? I know, I know. I know. It just sounds like Hawkeye has such a similar story based on who is involved to Daredevil. But yeah, I think Loki is the one I would watch right now. I'm mm-hmm. most nervous, honestly, for WandaVision. For really? Like, I just am like, WandaVision seems like such a big swing that I'm happy they're taking this big, crazy swing and doing something so different. But I'm also at the same time like, oh, I just hope it's good. I hope it's as good as we want it to be. Mm-hmm. Because it's such a big swing that I feel like if it's a miss, it's going to be such a miss. Yeah. But, but I think it'll be good. I believe it's going to be pretty good, but I just don't, uh, I don't know what to expect. I think that this is something we've never, like, we, it's such uncharted territory and it's such a commitment to the sitcom style mm-hmm. that it's like, can they land this one? Hopefully, yeah. hopefully. I mean, great television is when they can like take the big swing and you can get people on board with it. And oh, yeah. I, I guess the beauty of at least this current model right now, if we don't like WandaVision or it doesn't stick the landing, mid-March we'll have Falcon and Winter Soldier and we'll like try it again, you know? So I like when gambles pay off. Um, I'm not a gambler myself. Like, so it is kind of, it's interesting that like WandaVision is debuting first. I think more to do with like COVID restrictions, if anything, because you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to come first. Do you think like that switch is going to affect how things play out in phase four? Or is it do we think it's just like its own ancillary thing that like whatever's happening in Falcon and Winter Soldier aren't it doesn't get like messed up because of it? Because we're so used to like a movie coming along and then like it keys into the next thing or it's so specific about its order and I have been worried about that I'm not gonna lie I think they are too meticulous behind the scenes over there to let something kind of feel out of place or spoil another thing I think it's very possible that there is like a Black Widow connection like a character from Black Widow shows up in Falcon and Winter Soldier 
which would be an interesting move considering now it's coming up before that. But there's also a chance that we never hear about it, that that might've been a plan. And in you know picking up production, they decided to change a couple things for the sake of the schedule. But it also just might not ruin anything. Like I just think, like say, say Yelena shows up in, in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like if Thaddeus has her as like, he's starting a Thunderbolts or something. And then he ends up talking to Sam or Bucky or like anybody, like anybody from their group we would know Yelena survives Black Widow, I guess, which I guess that would suck a little bit, but we know, we already know Natasha, it survives Black Widow, but you know, not everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, way to bring up, you know, your, your recurring jokes of just, just Black just, Widow. I just dropped it just like that. <laughs> but, um, Get it unfortunately <laughs> but we also know yelena shows up in hawkeye because of a press release we know certain things are just gonna happen and i guess we as a fandom have to accept the fact that like covid changed everything so if you're looking for that kind of news you're gonna find out stuff like maybe it would have been a surprise but at the end of the day we just kind of like roll with it and just be like okay but we don't know how they get there so. The only thing that could like really like it, the only spoil I think that could get surprised like like if they were like going to like Latveria mm -hmm. in Falcon Winter Soldier and like they're just there as if we know about it and something like that is supposed to like be introduced in Black Widow mm -hmm. and we would lose our minds like oh doom and then it felt all of a sudden Falcon and Winter Soldier is just there and then they mention it in Black Widow and it's like oh well yeah obviously it exists like we know that now yeah but, like, that's sort of thing like a big surprise like a fantastic four tease or something would be a bummer to kind of lose the tease and mm -hmm. get the full reveal but either way the full reveal is still going to be exciting of whatever ends up coming anyway oh but, totally uh, yeah so i don't think there's really too much on the line like maybe something will come out of order we might not even be able to tell mm -hmm. um, we might be able to tell but I, I also just wouldn't be shocked if they changed a couple things just because they only shot half that show yeah down and then they probably realized well we, we don't know when black widow is coming out so mm -hmm. we'll plan ahead yeah the landscape now to like plan ahead maybe it'll get released maybe it won't please let these 2021 movies come out for real one more thing before we move on to like the rest of like the 2021 movies something that I'm also really questioning is the fact that like this is a Disney Plus series, a series. Do we want these shows that have been announced and what are coming this year to have like follow-up seasons? Because we're so used to movies, is it realistic to think it'll just be a one-off series or can we anticipate like a season three of WandaVision in the future, you know? Yeah, some of them are already filming second seasons. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't think WandaVision is one of those. I think WandaVision is going to be a one-off, but like I expect the second season of Loki. One mm -hmm. if will continue. Hawkeye will probably continue. But I, like I, I think it's going to depend. I think WandaVision is more of kind of an event, whereas Loki just feels like it, it's going to be like a show that's like going to keep going. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it'll, I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see how that works because. And how do these characters go from their show to the movies and then mm -hmm. back? Things like that. It, I'll tell you, Kevin Feige is just balancing a million little glasses. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. The, I just don't think the man sleeps. Like him and John Favreau are the people I think of. Of like, they do not take 
time off. They are like constantly moving, creating, writing stuff. And that, but that people. Things that have turned people off from comics, I think. Like mm -hmm. it's just so hard to start reading comics because you don't know where to start. You don't know what you've missed. You don't know where to go. You don't know what other books you need to read. You don't know, mm -hmm. you know, and it, it it's gonna get tricky to make sure that the audience feels welcome to join because we already have 23 movies. Mm -hmm. So imagine 23 movies plus by the end of this year, 40 episodes and three more movies. Like imagine mm -hmm. trying to jump on in 2022. It's, it's tricky. I mean, I, that's a lot of content, you know? It is a lot of content and it is honestly overwhelming to think about like how much you would have to like start in order to like feel like I have a grasp on what's going to happen. But then also like Marvel's been great about like doing comic things, but then also like flipping them on its head a little bit. So it's not like a total loss of like, ah, I like that didn't happen in the comic book. So I didn't really miss anything there, but I think it adds to the overall experience of yeah, watching I it. I agree. So 2021, we may have eight superhero movies coming out this year. Should we actually get them? Yeah, but there's a lot. There's a lot. And instead of just going through all of them, I'd love to get us to share like our top three anticipated movies of this year. Should, should we actually get everything that's promised? There's asterisks on all of these. I don't know if this movie will actually come out, but I'm still holding on to hope that it might. Oh, please let them come out, please. Like, let's say we're not in the darkest timeline oh, and they're like- They're all coming out. They're all coming out. I would have to say the Suicide Squad is number one for me. Ooh. I think the Suicide Squad is my most anticipated of the year. Spider-Man 3. Mm-hmm. And I guess Black, I, would th I would say Black Widow is probably number three. Mm-hmm. Because Venom and Morbius are just too uncertain. Eternals, it sounds really cool, but it's not in my top three. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else? Am I forgetting something? Is there another DC movie next year? No. Yeah, I think it's just uh, the Suicide Squad because the Batman got moved to 2022. Yeah. Which yeah, is... yeah. yeah, those are my top three, I'd say. Then Suicide Squad, Spider-Man 3, Black Widow. What about mm -hmm. you? So uh, my number one is actually Spider-Man 3. I love the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies and it does sound crazy as far as like rumored casting that's coming in. But if they pull it off, I'm going to be blown away by it. I'm just more invested in like his story right now. So that's my number one. My number two is actually the Suicide Squad. It's been almost four years since Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I'm ready for James Gunn's vision of the Suicide Squad and that he is making it like a comedic apocalypse now. And like, I just have no idea what's going to happen. It looks so good. It is going to... I can't say how I know this and I can't say anything else, but it is going to be so much wilder than people think. It is going to be, I just have, I just have full, like what they're, what he's doing is insane. Like, it's just going to be just a romp of a movie. Like I, I, I cannot wait to see that, to see what he did with it. Like, yeah. holy. 
Oh my God, it's, I think it was me. Sorry. And it's also, I just love the fact that we get the best of both worlds from a really terrible situation of him getting fired initially from Marvel, like that we get to have our cake and eat it too with him doing the Suicide Squad and then he's doing Guardians 3. So I love that, like, this is... That said, I would still like to see David Ayer's original Suicide Squad. Oh my gosh, release the Ayer's cut. Release everybody's cut of the movie at this point. I would like to see, I think, I I really think David Ayer is a great filmmaker, so I would like to see his version. But yeah, James Gunn is, he's a large part of the reason I do what I do now. So, like, Mm -hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy really put me towards this path to work a comic book, and... Yeah, he's, I think he's going to kill it. Okay, you're oh, number yeah. three. What's your number My three? number three, okay. It's Eternals. Eternals. It seems so crazy and, or not crazy, but it's so big. And I haven't seen Marvel just like, I just don't know what to expect of this. And like, I read the character descriptions the other day. And like, I think the idea of it is like, they're all living on earth in secret and like something happens and they are being recruited again to work together. And that just seems so fascinating to me. Um, I like, yeah, I just like the fact that I don't really know what to expect. Uh, my honorable mention though is Shang-Chi. I am so excited for that. Shang-Chi's ahead of Black Widow for me. I lied to you. <laughs> Shang-Chi is actually, I, I, yeah. Black Widow. I think Shang-Chi is going to be so cool. It sounds amazing. And the fact that we're actually getting like, the real oh my gosh not man i was about to say mandalorian the real mandalorian the mandalorian the mandalorian not quite the mandarin there it is like i know what it is i love iron man 3 so i'm excited that they're actually going to do that storyline for real and that they're going to show like how they've actually been in the shadows like this whole time so yeah i'm excited for that movie and i think the action is going to be great and Simu, he's just so enthusiastic. I love him. I him on Twitter is just a godsend. And then like he just has like such an excitement for the MCU that like I love seeing that. You know, not every actor who's in this has to be a fan of the properties, but like he really seems to get what's happening. Yeah. And I just want to see it like blow up, you know. I, I, I think it will. I mean, I think it's it's going to, ju- like, we've seen that the Chinese box office is just one of the, it's overtaking the U.S. box office, and it's about time, like, we have an Asian superhero, mm-hmm. and, like, we have people in the U.S. who, like, we have plenty of Asian people in the U.S. who have never seen an Asian superhero on this stage, mm-hmm. so I think that that movie, like, it, it, Black Panther proved that, like, minority representation in films can make for a phenomenon, you know? Mm-hmm. for people who have not been served this dish before like, like they want to go eat this you know like everyone else has for so long so I, like i think shang chi if it's a good movie which i i truly believe it will be mm-hmm. like and it's going to be so unique like it's going to be a kung fu movie like just there's uh I, I think that movie could be a smash hit for 2021 if if we can go to the movies yeah exactly if we can go to the movies i watched iron fist season one and definitely was disappointed by a majority of it so the idea of like seeing kung fu done on the cinematic level probably much better than iron fist like i'm ready i can't wait brandon thank you so much like i'm so glad that we finally got to do this because 
we are huge fans of this. We're both Carolina Gamecocks fans. Like it was a matter of time that this is going to happen. Yeah, I, lo- I mean, well, hopefully South Carolina starts turning it around with a new coach. And we have yeah. to, you know what I mean? Fingers crossed on that one. You are about to launch a podcast. Tell me what that's going to be like. Uh, yeah, we're, we're launching the Phase Zero podcast on comicbook.com, which will be a lot like this. It's really just a place for fans, and we're going to have some some pretty cool guests on there. Some I'm really trying to land that Kevin Feige white whale to get him on there, but uh, sooner than later, he'll be on there. But it's, it's, it's a, a matter Marvel- of time. Yeah, it's just a matter of time. It's a Marvel-centric podcast. Obviously, Phase Zero is, is in its name. It's, it's themed after that sort of thing. But it's, it's really about all things that kind of me and my co-hosts are interested in, which are Marvel, DC, Mandalorian, Star Wars, Walking Dead, anything that's kind of that big topic. And we're always going to have Marvel kind of at our heart of the show uh, because that's the thing I think that I show that I'm very passionate about and I have a lot of knowledge on and I can kind of like have fun talking to people about that stuff. And I also like when we have guests, like if, we're, if we get like Kevin Feige, or if we get Elizabeth Olsen, or, or Russell Bobbitt, the prop master on all these Marvel titles, or Tom King, the author of, the, of that Vision comic. Like, I want it to be a space where they feel like they can just kind of come be with like-minded people and be, you know, laid back and not worry like, oh, they're going to ask me to say things I can't say. Like, yeah, I'm going to throw those questions at Feige. Like, yeah, when are you casting Zac Efron as Human Torch? When am I getting cast as Nova? But, but also, like, I just want to be like, like, let's just look at what's been done. Let's celebrate the things we already love and maybe get some really cool insight on it. And, and I just, I hope that people listen to it and have fun listening to it. They learn something every episode mm-hmm. um, and I want to make it interactive one way or another. So we're going to record it live. So we have like a live comment section going and just stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, it's just a place for us to celebrate stuff we love, hopefully inform people, entertain people and just do it every week now because we finally have new Marvel content and when we don't have Marvel content, we'll have new Star Wars content and new DC content. Yeah, so we'll always have something to talk about, um, and we're going to have cool guests, and, we'll, and we're not having people from the Marvel Studios world. Like, I mean, I'd love to have you on sometime. I think have some of my friends come on and just join, because, like, it's just a place for people like us. Like, it's just, that's what I wanted to be, and I, like, this was so much fun, and people who listen to this, like, I've listened to your show. Like, it's a fun thing to listen to. Like, it's like, you know, you just, it's like you're part of the conversation, you're to, there's people are just saying the things I would say for the most part, or or kind of like sharing their opinion. I'm like, oh, that's a good point. So that's that's basically what we're going for, and it's going to be available uh, wherever podcasts are available, all the like uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and everywhere else. And uh, we're going to record live on Twitch on Fridays. We don't have an exact time to record yet. We're still figuring that out, uh, but we'll be on Twitch.tv/comicbook to record it live. So it's uh, I'm, I hope it does well. I'm really hoping that this year, just on a personal level, is like a big year for me because I was fortunate enough to grow in 2020, despite all of the things being so set back. Like I just decided, like I was, I was fortunate enough to keep my job, which I, I am tremendously lucky for. People who didn't have to go through that, like I hope everybody realizes, a lot of people did have really unfortunate circumstances, mm-hmm. and I was able to kind of like find ways to grow in 2020, professionally and personally. And I really hope that 2021, now that we're getting back to it, can kind of hopefully be like a pivotal year for my career uh, and, and help me really just go to the next level, I hope. And I think that this Phase Zero podcast is 
something I really am going to invest my time and efforts into and hopefully people uh, respond to it. And if they don't, I hope they tell me it sucks and I need to change something. So <laughs> like, don't, don't ever lie to me and tell me it's good. Just tell, just uh, tell me if it sucks and tell me how to make it better. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you'll get a live reaction. I'm sure there'll be some comments like you suck and just like leave it at that. But as long as it's like constructive criticism, then yes, it's like, yes. okay, I can take that a little bit better. If than you just, just comment and say, this show sucks. I'm not going to listen to you. But if you comment and say, I wish you talked more about this or less mm-hmm. about that or allow this person to talk more or something like that, then I will absolutely appreciate your comment. I'll throw you a like and say thank you. But if you just come at me and say, you're ugly, your show sucks, I hate your voice, it's nasally, you sound like Squidward, there's nothing I can do about that. All right, all right. <laughs> you can't please them all. Um, but I do love that you said that, you know, 2020 was definitely, yes, it was a hard year, but it was also a year of growth for you and that this is exciting. 2021 is very exciting because like, this is the opportunity for the fruit of that growth is hopefully going to come to fruition. And like, I feel that way about this year in general. And I love like hearing that other people are feeling that way too. Like 2020 wasn't a wasted year. I think it was an important year growth wise. And then like, I just hope this year is just nothing but like reaping the benefits of the hardship that that's happened. Like that good things could come from the suckiness of coronavirus, you know? I couldn't agree more. And I, and I really hope that like it, I get into more of a position to be able to like help people and not like whether that means like literally like we did, I, we just did a thing where we surprised fans and introduced them to Gal Gadot on mm-hmm. Zoom. And that was one of my proudest moments, like just getting to give people that thrill and that joy, whether it's something like that or just pr- providing like a financial something that some like people who went through a hard time or creating a career opportunity for somebody like I really hope that in the near future like I'm not there yet but I really hope that in the near future I can start to kind of build that culture out because comicbook.com has given me the like the, the opportunity of a lifetime we have an amazing staff and our staff has grown so much since I've been there and I've seen people get opportunities and grow and I want to be able to do that as well like that's a huge passion of mine is to be able to start creating those opportunities for people uh on all on on a whole different type of in just all different kinds of ways uh because i i just feel like like you like if we're going to grow and we're going to capitalize and create these opportunities like i think to create those for other people is really like it i I don't know that i'm rambling now but that's that's sort of what i hope this year no no that's a good ramble it's like a good it's good it's so joyful it like it's paying it forward you got to keep your job and like comicbook.com has been so important for you and like launching like what you have now that you do want to get to the place where you get to like pay it forward in that way, like how other people have done it for you. And like, that's a wonderful thing, you know, and that is worth rambling about and like, like sharing enthusiasm for, because that is what makes people excited to like get behind what you're doing too. Oh, he's excited. I want to support him. But like, you want to like be able to bring others with you and bring that joy and enthusiasm too. So like, I'm excited for what this year holds for you, Brandon. I think it's going to be a big year for you. And I am so excited about your podcast. I think it's going to be so much fun and I'm looking forward to tuning into it. Oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Really, I do. And yeah, I mean, I hope, I hope this year is like just good for all of us. I really, like, we need it. We need it. Let's hope that uh, we really 
have fun and I just want to see people like just be nice to each other and like be nice to themselves so yeah little acts of kindness go a long way and I think this year like we just need that as just a collective thing you know fully agree our time is coming to an end thank you so much Brandon seriously this was so much fun and thank you listeners for joining in again Please check out the Zero Podcast launching January 15th, right? Yes. That's right. Uh, all over comicbook.com and where, I don't know wherever. <laughs> wherever podcasts are available. Yeah. Oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Thanks for joining. I, as always, I hope you have a fantastic day. See you next time.